Welcome back to the Coffee Hour. I'm Andy Bates. I'm Sarah Golseth. It's always a joy to talk with our friends from LCEF, Lutheran Church Extension Fund. Joining us in studio, the Reverend Billy Brath, Vice President for Ministry Support, Lutheran Church Extension Fund. How are you today, brother? Man, I'm doing great. How are you guys? Good, good. We're always good. <laughs> always having fun in the coffee hour. I think hour. Billy was excited nice. to, to, to come hang out in the coffee hour. He's been talking about how chill it is in the coffee hour. <laughs> and we just chill. chill. It is I chill. don't know if Caffeine this is chill. chill. <laughs> dance that little ditty intro. That's Love not it. chill. <laughs> Billy, what do you get to do every day with LCEF? And I have the best job in the church. Don't tell anyone because I don't want to lose it. Uh, I get to work with organizations, churches, schools, RSOs to help them move forward according to God's will. And I get to do it every day, working with leaders and pastors and congregation members and supporters. It is a blast watching our church just move forward according to God's will. What is the aim of LCEF? We talk about this every time, but what is your spin on that? So my spin is that we we have this unique place within our denomination where we get to leverage all the resources of Synod to move us forward. And I think I I say this constantly, the nuance of according to God's will, I think is so important that we get to to use leaders and ingenuity and, and, and creativity from synodic or synodical entities and district entities and congregational entities to just move us forward. And LCF is just this place within our denomination that gets to kind of use the resources of our synod to do that. Yeah, obviously finances are a big part of that. Well, we're grateful for our investors and the dollar resources we get to use to do this. But also just the the creativity and the processes we've developed over the years that I get to be a part of in ministry support uh, to move folks forward with capital campaigns, with uh, strategic planning processes, with visioning and stewardship processes that we didn't just sort of invent that have become part of who we are as a denomination as we step forward. That is great. And I also like how you started to create a new word there, synodic. I like that word. I think we hmm. should write that down and use the synodic. synodic. Very good. In our KFU Coffee Hour Dictionary. That's right. <laughs> it's a growing book. It is. Uh, speaking of books, uh, I am sure that with your time with LCEF, you have some stories to share of uh, the work of LCEF and how it's helped uh, a congregation or or an organization move forward. Yeah, there's, there's a ton. And your Coffee Hour is not... Should be an hour, so I could talk for an hour about this. <laughs> but I'll just give a couple. Don't tell anybody it's not a full hour. A couple great stories. Nobody it's knows. True. Just listen to a bunch in a row. <laughs> um, one that really comes to mind, because I've been able to work with this congregation for the last year or so, they really came to us, like so many do. They they have a need that is a, a facility need. They are, their fellowship hall was a little too small for the ministries that they have, which is awesome. Um, specifically, this congregation in York, Pennsylvania, St. John's, they do this amazing grief share ministry and they're grieving people over our country. And of course the gospel of Jesus Christ, the love of his people is the answer to people grieving and long-term sustaining care for folks. So this congregation through grief share has just been exploding their ministries and their fellowship hall is literally busting at the seams. They can't allow more people to come in. So they came to us saying, we know we need a bigger fellowship hall, but we also think there's gotta be more to the story. And so working with the congregation, going through a visioning process with Pastor Tab there and their leaders, um, exploring all the other opportunities God has uh, put into their midst. Here's the unique thing about this congregation. Their school closed a few years ago. 
but they celebrated the great ministry of that school. And now we're saying, what's next? GriefShare is a part of it. What's next? So as we went through their ministry planning and realizing they can expand their GriefShare ministries far even beyond their own campus, also reaching out to the other uh, families in their neighborhoods and even still loving kids in their neighborhood, not through a school ministry, but through various after-school ministries, um, backpack ministries, et cetera. They, and then working with architects to find out, oh, we can repurpose good sections of our campus that was originally designed to be a school to accommodate these awesome ministries as they grow and expand. Um, in addition to that, we are going to help them expand their fellowship hall to allow their grief share ministry to continue to expand. But now they have this larger picture of what God is doing through them and how over the next 5, 10, 20 years, they can grow into this large ministry need of their community, both in grief share and in loving people just in general. So they're now stepping into their capital campaign um, in order to make some of these big capital changes. And their congregation has rallied behind Pastor Tab and the work that God is leading them to. And I just... Obviously, I get pretty excited about that kind of stuff that happens in our church. And that's just one story. I mean, there's so many more um, where they might come to us for some small uh, need, but they recognize there's a larger something going on. So another congregation, it's a small rural congregation in North Carolina, and they had been worshiping in sort of a rented quasi little facility. And they were, again, busting at the seams. But that meant like 30 people were uncomfortable in their little tiny room that they were worshiping in. And they wanted to do more. They, they didn't just want to be a place where people gathered for worship. They wanted to be a, a community center where people came together for worship and then love their community through facilities and, and other ministries throughout the week that they weren't able to do in their little rented space. And so uh, over time, they we worked with them to build out a ministry plan. They discovered a property that was a closed congregation um, of another denomination. They were able to uh, come in. We helped them renovate that property and do a capital campaign to afford that property. Um, a little bit of some loan processes and things like that. Now they're flourishing in this small town and they are one of those lighthouses in the center of their community, loving their neighbors, caring for them. And just a fun little bonus there. They inherited a cemetery. And so I don't know if you ever think about it, but when a church closes, there's still the cemetery. Mm -hmm. They've been able to to adopt various families who now come to the cemetery because, it, well, we want to be married next to our, our, our loved ones. So there's this even extended ministry where we were sort of handed the baton from another congregation, and we stepped forward faithfully as God's people doing his work in this little town. Great story that just started with them saying we need some help uh, to expand our ministries, and we were able to do that. What does it mean for these congregations to be able to uh, move forward in these ways and to um, expand their ministries? What does that mean for the people and the surrounding communities? Yeah, and, and so there's kind of two halves of that. Internally, um, what does it mean for a member who comes to a congregation and sort of has been connected to a congregation um, because maybe they grew up uh, a Lutheran and their parents brought them to church and they sort of just know it as, as a youth. And then they come to a congregation as an adult and and they get a new pastor or they're in a new place and we get to come in and say, what is God doing now? And what's God doing with you into the future? And watching members attach themselves to these long-term ministry plans and go, I, I get it. I get what it means to be part of a congregation. It's not just about me sitting in the pew on Sunday. It's about me participating in all the ministries of this church and allowing um, word and sacrament to propel me forward as a Christian every day and doing my work individually and as a congregation. Externally, watching um, uh, community members, neighbors, um, city leaders 
attached to a congregation and go, wow, look what you're doing. I'm thinking of a congregation in Indiana. So it's a really big congregation, but uh, community leaders who are not affiliated with the church are participating in the church's ministries because they're doing such amazing things for the community. And so those kind of inroads into the community that aren't necessarily kind of first article, we recognize the church is helping our community because they're taking care of some needs, develop these deeper relationships so that God willing, the Holy Spirit works through those relationships and expands his kingdom through it. Those are all great examples of how LCEF partners with congregations to serve well in their communities, to uh, to support the foundations that um, that really uh, make word and sacrament ministry um, uh, connected to the, the community where they are. Uh, who is eligible for this type of support through LCEF? Well, we are blessed to actually be an entity of the Lutheran Church, and so we work with all entities within the LCMS. Of course, that means our congregations themselves and the schools affiliated with congregations directly. And then what we call RSOs, which are, well, KFUO is an, an entity of the church. So that is one side of it. I should have said that. The other side uh, would be RSOs that are independent organizations that attach to our denomination, um, like our uh, independent high schools. We work with them all over the country. Our camps, um, our um nursing care facilities. I mean, there's just an endless supply of supply, an endless <laughs> amount of our RSOs around the country that we work with. So we do only work with LCMS entities. Um, and, uh, and we're just here to support the church because we are part of the church. What kind of opportunities are available for that long list of people that <laughs> oh, are <yeah>. eligible? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, so we really operate in three main categories uh, when it comes to these processes that move uh, organizations forward, like churches or RSOs. The first is ministry clarity. So we help organizations um, talk to Jesus, say, Lord, what is your vision for our ministries? And then we help make the plans to step forward into God's vision. It's not about our vision. It's not about uh, a group of leaders of a congregation. It's God's vision for our ministries. So our ministry clarity processes, our first category, really helps us step into the vision God has for our organizations. The second one is stewardship or development. And that's aligning our, our members or our supporters to the work God's given to us today. So our stewardship processes from consecrated stewards, steward path, or development work in our RSOs helps us really gather the group of people God's called to be our organization and support the work that we're doing today. And then our capital campaign, sort of what we've been doing for many years. We're 40 years into our capital campaign processes. We're always refining. We're always improving them. But capital campaigns are not really just about a capital change. So building or debt reduction or something like that. It really is stepping into the future that God has prepared that may require a capital step forward, a large step forward. And so our campaigns are designed to do that, engaging our people in a big step forward to accomplish what God has for us in the future. So someone listening right now in a congregation, maybe a pastor, maybe a lay leader saying, no, this sounds like something this might be useful to us. How do they get connected? How do they find out more about processes and um, programs like this? So there's two main ways. The first one is to contact your district vice president. If you don't know who that is, that's okay. Because the second way to do that is come to lcef.org and uh, connect with us, give us a call, send us an email, and we will, um, in essence, talk to you about um, your congregation or your RSO and the needs that you have, and then connect you with your local district vice president. And uh, we work through our DVPs to do great work around the country. I'm glad you mentioned district vice presidents. 
just to, you know, some people might think, oh, LCEF is just in St. Louis, but um, the, the face of LCEF, not just the, the, the web presence, but also the face of LCEF, these district vice presidents are all over the place. Oh, yeah. And they are, in essence, the ones who really keep our organization going. Um, you could It's really to think of it this way. Our national office is here to support the work of our district vice presidents who are there to support the congregations in every district around the country. Our DVPs are actually embedded into our district offices. And so that's the other neat thing about working with LCEF is, again, we're not separate. We are integrated into the Synod. And so all the resources of our Synod, including KFUO, uh, is part of our uh, resource bank. Um, and also then our district resources, so district presidents and their leadership, um, we leverage in all of our processes. And so when you work with us, you really are working with the LCMS. And we're just blessed that we get to be the ones who are connecting sometimes our congregations to all these different resources. So DVPs are at the very front of all the work that we do. That's outstanding. And the, the website, pretty easy. LCEF.org. Very good. Check it out. The Reverend Billy Brath, Vice President for Ministry Support Lutheran Church Extension Fund. Thanks so much for being our guest on the coffee hour today. I love it. You made my mother happy because she gets to listen to this. Do you want to give a shout out to your mom? Hi, mom. Love you so much. <laughs> and dad, love you too. <laughs> I'm Andy Bates. I'm Sarah Golseth. Coffee Hour with Andy and Sarah is a production of KFUO. To support the Coffee Hour and KFUO Radio, visit KFUO.org. You can also text KFUO to 41444 or send an email to gifts at KFUO.org. And you can call us at 800-844-0524. KFUO. Christ for you anytime, anywhere.